Carl regained consciousness. The instant before everything went dark, he had wondered whether he would. With a grunt, he pushed himself to his hands and knees on the floor of the cockpit. That was right, he had unbuckled his harness. Once gravity had returned, the straps had seemed redundant. It just went to prove that Carl had little experience crashing starships. Hey, he shouted as he rose to his feet. Anyone alive down there? He winced as raising his voice caused a pain in his ribs. The world outside the windows was dark. Motes of starlight distorted through the melted glass steel illuminated little. Most of the interior lights had gone out, but a few displays were still active, casting enough light to navigate by. Carl? Tanny called back from somewhere down the corridor. Are you injured? Good question. Carl took a moment to feel under his shirt, along his ribs. Nothing felt broken. His legs bore his weight. Probing along the borders of a headache, he felt a lump, but his fingers came away clean. No cuts. Nothing serious. When he arrived in the common room, it shone with eldritch light. Rhiannon lay on the couch with Mort looking over her. She'll be fine, Mort said before Carl could ask after his sister's health. Or will be once Esper has a look at her. Where's everyone else? Marie went down to check, Tanny said. I was about to come looking for you. You didn't answer when I shouted. Carl shrugged. Crashing's hard work. Thought I'd earned a quick nap. Any word from Roddy? Calms down again. That'd be my fault, Mort said. Or rather, I stopped stopping whatever's having its way with our technology. I'm holding it back a bit, but I can't ask the universe for two different things at once. Either I want my magic to work, or I want standard-issue science terrain. And let me tell you, pitching science's case leaves a foul taste on the tonsils. We get a reading on the atmosphere outside before the tech went dark? Carl asked. It was one thing to be stranded on an alien planet. It was another to be stranded on one with a toxic atmosphere, deadly radiation, or viral hazards. Tanny gave a mirthless smile. We've got the canary method up and running, she said. Outside Atmo got in here the second we crashed. The hull's torn open a bunch of places. So far, so good, though. How long we been down? Chronos aren't working, Tanny said, turning her empty palms up in a helpless gesture. Five minutes, ten? The cargo bay door opened. The fuck you doing to me, Carl? Roddy demanded. Drag my goddamn engine room across the ground of some nowhere planet. We might as well have gone in without shields. Now we're just going to die slow down here. How long to fix everything? Carl asked. Are you listening to me? Roddy asked, hopping up on the pedestal of the hollow projector to look Carl in the eye. Dead ship. I don't have spare parts for the shit you just ruined. And I don't think there's a Dabka Parts Depot satellite store on this rock. Carl scratched at the back of his neck. So we'll just have to be our own first customers on the Odysseus Salvage. Come on, don't tell me you wouldn't like to see some Earth Navy tech grafted into this thing. How are Esper and Kubu? Mort asked. Esper already fixed herself up, Roddy said. Couple broken bones, she said. 
Charlie's fine, too, just so you know. Girl's good. I'll give her that. She's taking stock of the system's damage, which would be easier if someone would knock off the magic up here. Mort held up his hands. Not me. I was holding that arcane disruption in check. And Kubu? Tanny prompted. Roddy sniffed. That lumbering sack of muscle probably would have been fine if we did hit this moon nose first. Carl let out a sigh. Hey, crashes you can walk away from, right? Glad everyone's okay. I've got a broken arm and a few cracked ribs, Tanny said with a sneer. Thanks for asking. But you didn't. I'm tougher than you lot, Tanny replied. I'll hit Esper up for a little of that healing magic of hers when she's got a minute. Anyone taking a look outside? Carl asked. 